All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Better late than never. Welcome. Yeah, yeah. Oh, That's how we all feel today, isn't it? Bag milk. Yes. This is Ceases. 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 Tyler, your rem check is so fucking sexy. Yes, he is. Actually, you know what? This is a bonus episode. We're gonna just we're just gonna get into it. Surveyor Brett, I'm bringing you down right down here, pal. We're just going to jump right into it. So better late than ever, we're doing a bonus episode here of the podcast. We have got plenty to talk about. Oilers lost game one last night to the Los Angeles Kings. First, though, i got to welcome again, once again, hello to the audio department. New title sponsor of the podcast. They jumped in. The audio, part, the audio department works to create a safe space for creativity and collaborations for artists and musicians to realize their potential and shape their message through sound and story. How's that for a mission? It's inspiring, isn't it? Makes you probably want to probably makes you uh, want to pick up a guitar and strum a tune or so. Maybe a C chord, maybe a G chord. Either way, hit them up. Sixty nine one six eighty second Avenue, right here in the beautiful city of Edmonton. Or you can check them out at theaudiodepartment.ca. You can book some time for the studio right there on the website. Why wouldn't you do it? I don't know. I don't know. 
Well, so let's just jump right into it. This will just be a real quick episode. I want to do a bonus reaction episode to game one because I can't stop thinking about it. I can't stop thinking about it. I can't stop thinking about it. Why are you bullying me? I don't know why I do this to myself. But what went wrong? Well, I know a lot of people are pointing the finger at Mike Smith for that gaffe in the third period with five minutes to go. I, too, am pointing the finger. But I don't think it's fair to suggest that the Oilers were rock solid, brought their A game, and it was only goaltending that brought them down. It's a team sport. Jay Woodcroft mentioned it this morning post, or I guess last night in his uh, post-game availability. Feels like this morning. I went to bed very late last night. Here's what he said. In the end, we made some mistakes that we haven't made um, over, over the last two months or so. There's areas that we can clean up for sure. Absolutely areas that clean up. If you listen to Oilers Nation Radio, the bonus episode of that today, we talked about that. The Oilers just looked like they were sloppy. They were all jacked up. They were all high and ready to go. The adrenaline was flowing, and that made them a little bit sloppy. Sloppier than we've seen them, especially over the last two and a half months. A little bit later on the podcast, I'm going to welcome Tyler Uremchuk. He's just going to jump in real quick, and we're going to talk about it. Because there's a couple of things that were just weird to me, I guess. First of all, Oilers losing game one of the series absolutely blows. There is no doubt about it it sucks i was angry last night this was basically just like (laughs) that was my inner dialogue that's why i was grateful that i've got and i've got one right beside me right now it's delicious these whistling pig beers from arcadia Shout out to Arcadia, by the way, ArcadiaYeg.com, if you want to go check out all they've got going on. I was happy for these, because after the game ended last night, I was, I'd done the wrap-up, I had to do the beat cast, but I wasn't ready for it emotionally, because I knew I was going to go. I knew I was going to go. I've done enough beat casts now that when the vibe is bad, I knew what was going to come for me in there, and it's exactly what happened. So I just had one of these whistling pig beers from Arcadia. I sat there, and I stared at my wall for 10 minutes. Just to like compose myself and collect my thoughts because last night was a tough one, man. Last night's the beat cast was rough and I'm used to anger and I'm used to rage. But last night was just like people were thrown in the towel and people were saying the Oilers are going to get swept. And I'm just like, is this a best of seven series? Did I miss a rule change? I know I don't always pay attention, but I feel like I pay pretty good attention. I was just confused by it, man. And I'm, and. I guess like the just the negativity around the team as if they forgot how to play hockey in the last 24 hours or 72 hours or whenever it was that they beat Vancouver on Friday with half their roster or with their key players sitting out I should say I don't know I guess I was just I was taken back by it the amount of times I read on Twitter in the Beatcast comments on the nation I'm not watching game two this team's done Ken Holland fuck this up and you know what I'm not a huge Ken Holland guy either I've talked about it on many podcasts around the Nation Network, but I'm not throwing in the towel after one game. Does it suck? Of course it does. Of course it does. Again, I was 12 out of 10 mad last night. I sat there. I had to cool myself off. I had to distract me from just the poisonous thoughts I was thinking about the Oilers last night and just how mad I was about how things finished. So I watched an hour of TikTok videos, go to bed at 1.30 in the morning. But last night was uh, it was weird. It was weird. I've seen a lot of negativity in my 10 years of the nation. A lot of ups and downs. But last night was a weird one. The expectations were high. I could tell. The expectations were very, very high. And 
well, when things don't go your way, that's what happens, I guess. I wonder if it is just because you can just say whatever now. Two seconds after the weather's lost, you say whatever, let it out, you vent a little bit, come to your favorite mediocre blogger in the post-game show, you tell him off. <laughs> it was like today I wrote at The Nation. I did a random thoughts at weathersnation.com, and I was uh, just kind of walking through the night, some of the things that I noticed. And I was pointing out some of the... Uh, you know, some of the bright sides of last night. Obviously, there was plenty of negatives to talk about, but then I'm going on about the special teams. I was like, well, the Oilers went two for four on the power play. They killed off all four of Los Angeles's chance on the power play. You take that ahead. Connor scored. Leon scored. Those guys are already going. There's plenty of room to improve. I'm not saying there's not. But the point I'm getting to here was I had a guy on Twitter. He just he just basically just told me, he's like, you're fucking out of touch, man. <laughs> like okay because i don't think the series is over i know the stats obviously winning game one is important obviously it is but nobody ever in the history of the nhl has won a series on game one so what that means now is the oilers have a challenge they've got to get their home ice advantage back and what that means is winning tomorrow night that's wednesday and they have to win on one of two in los angeles they need to get it back but at the same point, I'm also surprised that people thought it might be so easy. You don't make the NHL on a scratch ticket, you know? I get it. I get it, though. Expectations are high, so I'm not taking this as a shot at the fans. This is a small percentage of people. There's also a sizable, a sizable chunk of people that are just like, you know what? Fuck this, man. Game two is ours. Boys were nervous. They paid for it. Let's learn a lesson and move on. I wonder how much of the vibe at Rogers place and I'm not blaming fans just hear me out here I wonder how much of the vibe at Rogers place just kind of like amplified the expectations that the players had in their own head I was thinking during the anthem when you guys you wonderful animals took over for the Canadian national anthem and you finished it off just like it was 2006 I loved it I had goosebumps all over me arms and special regions but as they're doing the flyby panning across the bench, you see some of the younger guys just kind of soaking it in. And I, as soon as I saw that, I was like, we need to focus, boys. We need to settle up. Obviously, I had higher hopes than what happened, but that's going to be the same way tomorrow mor- Tomorrow night, Wednesday night, game two. You think Rogers' place won't be absolutely bumping? Come on. We can get it back. We can absolutely get it back, but... We're going to have to halt, be it better. And that's why I'm cautiously optimistic. Not dead certain. Of course not. There's nothing certain in life. Death and taxes, as they say. But I have high hopes. I'm not superstitious, but I'm, I am a little stitious. Ultimately, the others have to be better in a lot of areas. Looking at last night, face-offs need to be better. The Oilers got absolutely dummied at 5-on-5, five five, outscored 4-1. to one. That doesn't happen. That hasn't happened lately. When was the last time that happened? When was the last time that happened where the Oilers got absolutely dummied? Absolutely dummied at 5-on-5. They were outshot. They were outscored. Doesn't happen. Not under Jay Woodcroft. You don't think we're going to see some adjustments tomorrow? Say I'm drinking the Kool-Aid all you want, but I don't think I am. I really don't think I am. I think that was a lesson. That was a tough lesson. 
You play sloppy hockey, that's what you get. And I think the Oilers are going to be better. And if you're already writing them off, I wonder why. This season has been such a roller coaster. Think back, 10-0 and start. Absolutely on fire to start off the season. Then we go through that horrible stretch where they were 2-13. and We were all, myself included, expecting the sky to fall on our heads. It did not happen. Jay Woodcroft came in. He made adjustments. He turned things around. Oilers were one of the best teams in the NHL down the stretch. Do we think they really just forgot how to do that? Nobody is going to win the Stanley Cup 16-0. Nobody. The road is going to have some turns and twists and bumps and winding decisions and forks and all of that. And last night, unfortunately, unfortunately, the Oilers had to learn a tough lesson. There's also a bunch of guys that need to play better. Yes, Puliarvi. I don't think he was horrible. I find it weird, the vitriol that comes towards him sometimes. He needs to be better. He probably knows it himself. You cave the guy in for it. New Ryan Nugent Hopkins, he needs to be better. He needs to be a major contributor on this hockey team. He's my boy. He's my dude. But man, he's got to play better. He knows it. There's a lot of guys that can step up. Darnell Nurse, that was his first game in what, 10 days or something like that? He looked rusty. He looked like a guy who hadn't played in almost two weeks. Well, we need you, Daryl. We need you. We need the boys to simplify their game. Mike Smith, you can move the puck, but man, you don't got to go for the home run. Not with five minutes left. You got an outlet there, you hit him. That's what you do. That's what you're good at. That's what you've practiced probably 2,000 times this season. You hit the outlet, let Duncan Keith move it up or whoever's out there. These are mistakes all these guys know. I would love to be a fly on the wall of what it was like at uh, Rogers Place today when the guys were watching the video. They know. They saw what they did. I don't think this is like last year. And I understand that's probably where a lot of these feelings are coming up is that last year, we were like, Bill, you're probably like, bag milk. You said there's nothing to worry about losing game one against the Jets last year. And look what happened. True. Different team, different circumstances, with the fans back in the building. Sometimes, sometimes the old emotions get the best of you. And that is my guess on what happened, at least early on. And then you got to trim down those mistakes. Get back to what was working on for you five on five. You'll be fine. You'll be fine. And if you're listening to this right now, it's clear you're an Oilers fan. I'm begging you. Let's turn the narrative around. Let's get people believing in this team again. Because if you went back, what, five, five games, six games into the regular season, nobody was more fired up about the Oilers than all of us, all of you that might be listening to it right now. So did last night suck? 2,000%. But it's not the end of the line. It is not the end of the line. And with that, I'm going to bring in my friend, Tyler Uremchuk. We're going to break it down. But first, I got to tell you about TrilogyRentals.ca. What is Trilogy Oil Fields? Well, happy to tell you. They are an established provider of oil field rental tools with full-time operating units in Provost, Weyburn, and Kindersley. Fine, fine towns all over the place. They also provide seasonal and project-specific stations in Fort St. John, Fort McMurray, Lac La Biche, and others as customers require. Basically, what I'm telling you is they do absolutely everything. Is this your industry? Are you involved in the oil field? 
Do you need tools? Well, trilogyrentals.ca, that is where to get them. Joining me on the bonus episode of Better Late Than Never, Tyler Remchuk. Where I just, Tyler, I wanted your perspective on it because as I was talking about earlier in the podcast, I just, I can't shake how quickly some Oilers fans are already just, they're ready to throw in the towel. And admittedly, there's, it's, it's, you know, there's a small chunk relative to people that are just like, let's fucking go, like, no problem. But I just can't shake that thought. Like, what do you think that is? I, I think it's just, general overreaction from a fan base like we talked about this a little bit on Oilers Nation radio but like nowadays with Twitter and things like that it's so easy to just quickly say whatever is on your mind and like you know every Oilers fan watched that play from Mike Smith and got mad right like it irritated you it pissed you off and now in 15 seconds you can have your take thrown out on Twitter and most of the time without your name attached to it and you can do whatever you want right it's just easy to not just get emotional but get emotional publicly and I think that's just sort of the era of being a sports fan that we live in. Like the Oilers going down one, nothing is so far from the end of the world. It's not ideal. No one is saying that it is, but they didn't lose the series last night. In fact, I come out of that going, they did a lot of things wrong. They made some glaring, glaring mistakes, but they still only lost by a goal. And if they just sort out one or two of those glaring mistakes, they win the hockey game. I guess it's just a little bit different because I'm thinking back to 2017 now. And in the first round against the San Jose Sharks, the Oilers lost game one. And I don't remember, I was going back through some of the content we were posting that night on the site today because it was just like, I'm perplexed. Like I've had negative beat casts before and I've had them where it was going real rough. I'm thinking back to December, January when the Oilers were on that two and 13 run and it was just like absolutely dreadful. But last yeah. one, it was just like, it was dark. And I, and I get it. Like I was with you. I was just, I was so mad. I was 12 out of 10 mad. So I'm not pretending like I don't understand why you're mad, but I was also like, well, got some work to do now. Yeah. Like that's all it is, is you got some work to do and adversity can be good for a team. Like Mike Smith. I, I was joking with Frank Saravalli today, just when me and him do like our, our daily face-off show call. And I was like, listen, as someone who's covered or who's watched every game, Mike Smith has played as an oiler. We, you know, one in every like 10 to 12 games, he is due for just a bonehead play behind the net. And if think back to the last month and a half of the regular season, did he have that? He didn't. So like we probably should have known coming into the playoffs. that like, all right, at some point in this run, Mike Smith is going to do something very stupid. And he did something very stupid and it ended up hurting them. And it played a large part in, in, in them losing that hockey game. But I still think Mike Smith is the guy going into game two. I still think this team can come back and win the series in even six games. I'm not giving up that dream either as someone who has money on Oilers minus one and a half games in the series. Um, it's just, it's not the end of the world. And you're right. It's weird to see so many fans treat it like it's the end of the world. I had people commenting on my tweet being like, oh, Ken Holland's never going to be fired. And that's a mistake from this organization, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, holy shit. Like, I get it. I'm not a big Ken Holland guy. But right now is not the time to be like, oh, fire Holland. God, what a mess. Like, they're in the playoffs. I was uh, moderating the nation comments on the wrap up last night after the game. And you're right. People were emotional. It just, just happened. But then as I'm going through this morning, it just, they kept going and going and it wasn't like he had the time to calm down. And maybe it's just because we do this all the time that it was a little bit more surprising. It's just like, Hey man, like this is a good hockey team. They didn't all of a sudden lose all the good things they did down the stretch in one night. Yeah, and that's my big thing too, right? Like this team, it's not like they were just good in the last week of the regular season, right? 
Like that was not how that worked. It wasn't like they were just good in the last month. It was two and a half months where this is, was a like top three team in the NHL. They did not suddenly forget to, they didn't suddenly forget how to play hockey. Like that doesn't even make sense. They'll bounce back. They'll have good games in this series. You know, am I maybe a little bit nervous that the LA Kings look good in game one? Yeah, I, I am. But I also think a lot of stuff went right for the LA Kings. And I'm not sure if they have a level that's better than that. I know the Oilers have a level that's better than that. That's true. And like without Doughty, and we don't know about Arvidsson for game two. In skate today. What are we going to get from the Kings from game two? Because what I think we're going to get from the Oilers is a much better effort. I think that there were so many mistakes that we've watched. Like, I mean, like you said, the last two and a half months, they played really good hockey. We've watched them play over that span where they just, they weren't making those errors. I think there's nerves had to do with it. I think it's the first playoff game. I think it's the excitement. Everybody's jacked up. Maybe, again, I, we talked about this on Weather's Nation Radio earlier today on that bonus episode, just kind of like Duncan Keith in the second period. I think he nailed it where he just says, we need to slow down. We need to play our game. Yeah, and I think that's a part of it with the Oilers. Like, the energy was flowing. The Yamamoto penalty, like, that's a penalty taken purely out of just being overexcited and the need to, feeling like you need to work hard because the crowd's going crazy. I think for a lot of the young guys, that crowd was a bit of a wake-up call. They'll learn to feed off it and channel that energy in the right way. I think there are some players, I, I put out a YouTube video today with five, and I had five guys who I think need to be better for the Oilers. Who you got guys. on there? I had Nurse, Smith, yep. Chris Russell, Yeso Pugliarvi and Ryan Nugent Hopkins. Yep. I agree um, with all those. And those two forwards as well. Like those are two guys in Nugent Hopkins and Pugliarvi who have been really impact guys for the Oilers at points this season. And they didn't make an impact in game one. So I think it'll be important for them to make an impact in game two and, and understand that again, the margins are so thin in the playoffs that every player in that room should be looking at themselves and going, okay, if I'm not bringing my a plus game, that might be the difference between us winning and us not winning. And again, the Oilers were fine. They didn't play terribly in game one, and they only lost by a goal. If they can even get up to their B-plus level of play or their A level of play, they're not going to have that big of a problem with this Kings team. I'm still convinced of that. I'm not worried too much either. I think uh, I also wanted to point out, Tyler just wrote something at OilersNation.com where he talked about, but ultimately, fine isn't good enough in the playoffs. Unless your goaltender is standing on his head, absolutely demoralizing the opponent. Fine's just not good enough. And I think the others know that. I think a lot of them this morning spoke about that after practice where Zach Hyman, I'm paraphrasing here. He's just kind of like, we got, we can be better that, I mean, we were okay, but we can absolutely be better. So I want to look at some positives with you, Tyler. Um, we're going to wrap this one up. We're going to, it's a bonus episode, you know? So we're looking ahead of game two tomorrow night, Wednesday night. What positives are you taking into that game? For me, one of them is just knowing that you got that first one under the belt. The nerves are probably going to be a lot less than they were. Just go out and play your game. And I think the others will do that. I think that's a positive that you go in there. I think they'll be much calmer. I think they'll look for simpler plays. I think they were forcing things last night. Connor's going. He got a, he got a goal last night. Leon's going. He got a goal last night. Everybody just come back to their average. It's going to be fun. Yeah, I for me, the encouraging signs were uh, the special teams. 100%. Great on the PK, great on the power play. Goals from the top and second unit on the power play. And the refs were calling penalties. McDavid and Dreyas out of both true calls. That's huge. That's going to be something that helps the Oilers win in the next few games here. The fact that they're calling the rule book like they should is a really, really positive sign for Edmonton because Edmonton can win games off their special teams. 
Looking at the five on five, the, the Oilers were outscored four to one last night. Obviously problematic. That's another thing I'm not too concerned about because the five on five, even strength play under Jay Woodcroft specifically has kind of been their bread and butter over the last couple of months. And it has. And, and that's why it was surprising to watch them get outshot and outscored pretty handedly at five on five. Like they got outscored at five on five four one yep. in that hockey game. That didn't happen very often under Jay Woodcroft. So I I'm not worried about them bouncing back in game two. I mean, we're both betting men. I, I, I feel confident in a sizable wager on the Oilers to bounce back and win game two. I'll be hammering the puck line tomorrow. Yeah, I like my prediction on Oilers Nation Radio was 4-1. I think Mike Smith, you know, Schmitty, he battles. Schmitty battles. And it's like you said, this was the one where it's just kind of like, as sure as the sun will rise, once a month, you're going to get one of those. Yeah, and we got it. And it's out of the way. And usually what you'll also see from Mike Smith, when he, when you know he's starting to really get on a roll where he hasn't made a mistake in a while, he gets riskier and riskier and bolder and bolder. Then usually he makes the mistake and he's like a turtle back into a shell. He just he yeah, goes, humbled right. a little bit. Yeah, he gets humbled. So I think we'll see Mike Smith be an effective puck mover in the trapezoid, but I don't think we're going to see him get risky. He learned his lesson. He's not going to get bit twice. And I think we'll see a much better performance from both Smith and the Edmonton Oilers. Any other adjustments you'd like to see tomorrow before uh, I let you go? I want them to roll with the same forward group that they started with for the first period. I think you give that group a second chance. And if it doesn't work, McLeod's got to be in your top six. Pugliarvi's got to be on the third line. You got to go Kane, Yamamoto, McDavid up front on the top line. You, you got it. That, I think that system works. I know some people have argued against it, but I, Pugliarvi can drive play. The Nugent Hopkins line, I think it needs a bit of a spark. Ryan yep. Rashog made the point that Nuge struggled in the faceoff dot. So maybe you don't want to move Derek Ryan off of his line. I'm not too worried about that. Nuge is a vet. You got to trust him to win draws. I, I would mix up the top nine if, if, you, if things don't go well in the first. Or if you're really that worried about it, you can have Ryan jump in there, take the draws, and then they flip. It's like, yeah. this is not a big deal. And so, then you have 11 forwards, right? So you yeah. have that extra spot floating around. What about the matchup game? Now that I'm thinking about we're talking. So uh, what, what are you thinking so far? Basically, Deneau and Kopitar yeah. heading up against Connor and Leon. Yeah, I mean, Deneau and Kopitar, they're two high-end shutdown defensemen. but I, And they were good. Like, they they cover McDavid and Dreisaitl well, but you also saw McDavid and Dreisaitl drew penalties. Okay, well, that means you're not doing a great job of covering those guys if you have to take penalties to stop them. I know it wasn't Deneau and Kopitar specifically there, but I still thought McDavid and Dreisaitl had a pretty good game. Like, I'm pulling up their, their individual numbers at five-on-five, five, and, like, McDavid obviously scored that beautiful goal as well. Gorgeous. Gorgeous. Uh, yeah, just just gorgeous. And when McDavid was on the ice, the Oilers outshot the Kings eleven to five. When Drysaddle was on the ice, the results weren't as good. They got outshot nine to two. So maybe looking for Drysaddle to shake loose of that matchup a little bit. If you can get Drysaddle away from Deneau or Kopitar, maybe you use the Nugent Hopkins line as that buffer because McDavid showed he can go head to head with him no problem and beat him. He beat Kopitar pretty well in the shot share during the regular season as well. So McDavid can take one of those lines and handle it. Let Nuge just eat that matchup and try to break even. And maybe you can start getting dry settle out there against a weaker, weaker third line. Last thing we're going to talk about before I wrap this up, Tyler, we are going on a little adventure together. Ooh. It's been a minute. Last one we went on was in Jasper, got up to a little shenanigans, played a little pond hockey. But this time we are getting on a jet plane and we are going away together. We are going to Los Angeles for games three and four. What are you thinking? What's the move going down there? We packing shorts. We going to be bright as, you know, we're probably going to be translucent almost down there. 
Yeah, um, definitely pack a couple pairs of shorts. You, you want to be able to adjust. What's the weather like? Have you even looked it up? I did. I looked. We're going to have up to 28 degree days while we're down there. Oh, yeah, that's a, that's a hot one. Yowza. Um, yeah, definitely. Maybe I was thinking two pairs of shorts because, you know, mixing pants in the evening when it gets cold. But if it's going to stay that hot, no, yeah, you got it. You got to pack three pairs of shorts, three pairs of pants, even though it's only five days, you need to have that flexibility, you know? And uh, the Bud Light Seltzers will be flowing, yes? The Bud Light sodas. Ah, I've been raving about them. I can't wait for you to try them. I can't wait to try them too. And I wonder, we talked about it briefly with Jay. If we could maybe just maybe sneak out Saturday to go to a MLB game, that might just put a little cherry on top of our Sunday. Well, yeah, the Angels play. Uh, I, too bad the Dodgers don't play because Dodger Stadium is, is beautiful and I'd love to be, get there for a game. But the Angels play on Saturday night. And Jay told us that Saturday we could have some fun. We'll like shoot some content, but like we might rent a car, go for a drive, do all that kind of stuff. So yeah, if we could get out there Saturday, I'm checking who, uh, who the Angels play as well. Angels, Nats, you get a little Juan Soto and Shohei Otani action in you. Come on. Good living. Let's talk about content because we're going to make a bunch of stuff. So if you're listening to this, be like, Bag Milk, are you going to do better late than never down there with Tyler? Yeah, probably. Yep. Probably. With Jay? Yeah, Probably. We're going to have a bunch of stuff going on. The pregame shows are going to be happening. Everything's going to be going on as usual. We're still going to have our articles, but we're just going to be bringing it to you live on location from the crypto.com arena or wherever we end up. Pregame show, real life, Oilers Nation radio, better late than never. I promise, Jay, that we'll do Instagram lives and things like that. Um, We'll just create a bunch of content. Uh, You know, videos from us in the stands. Why not? You talked about doing a live blog from your phone in the stands as well. Um, the only problem with that oh. is like, so I'm going to have to do a little setup. I tried to do a trial run just to see what it would be like. I got to do some setup before we go because uh, the 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 SMS or the CMS writer, I should say, is not good on your phone. It's just, it's not ideal. So we could get there. We'll get there, but I'll got to do a little bit of prep. So we're going to have a lot of stuff coming for you. A lot of stuff planned. It's going to be a good time. I'm looking forward to it. Oh, since I'm thinking about it, why did you ask me about a certain someone and Jay not text me himself? Um, I was, I've been on the phone with Jay like throughout the afternoon putting up fires for different things. Um, but on that topic, I did text our boy Jordan Buhat. And? He didn't text me back yet. But I, ah. I texted him a week ago and I was like, hey, are you going to be in LA for games three and four? He kind of made it sound like he was going to try get tickets. So he hasn't read my message either. So we're, we're good there. I think we might hang out with Jordan Buhat while we're down there. I'll send him a message too. We'll tag team. We'll try and get this done. All right, Tyler, thanks for jumping on with me for the bonus episode of Better Late Than Never. Uh, tomorrow, game day. So we're going to have the pregame show, as always. Yep. We are going to have Tyler on location at Roger's Place, enjoying himself, probably. Are you going to the game tomorrow? I, 50-50. I haven't, I haven't determined it yet. Fair enough. And if not... Um, people need to go check out our YouTube. I put a bunch of new content up there today and get scheduled out for tomorrow morning as well on game day. Go subscribe to the YouTube, please. And that's where we'll end it. Thanks, Tyler. Yep, bye. Caution! This podcast may contain traces of cheese and cherries. And with that, back to our regular programming. Only got a real quick one this week for Rick Hatton Distillery, but let's get to the voicemail. RigHandDistillery.com. That's what I'm telling you about. Go get yourself a bottle of Double Double. It's delicious. Goes in your coffee. Go on a little ice cream. RigHandDistillery.com. That's where you find the details. You can also get the tour and tasting coupon there. RigHandDistilleries.com. 
They'd love to have you. I've been out to the facility. You're going to love it. It's a great time. It's great booze. It's great people. So we got a bonus episode here of Better Late Than Never coming at you. So I don't really have a whole lot of voicemails. We just got a few to get to here, but I want to make sure to get to them because you take the time to leave them for me. I'm going to take the time to play them. You guys didn't expect me to record today, so you didn't know the voicemails were coming. But those of you that got in early, those of you that saw my lone tweet and Instagram post, welcome. Hey, Big Milk, Polar Bear here. Um, What's up, Polar Bear? Gotta say, good job with all the podcasts lately, man. Entertaining. Thanks, brother. Haven't been able to call in, but love to listen to your stuff. Um, I just wanted, I think this was a question a few weeks ago about maybe a player that we think can become the Fernando of this year or whatever. We're going to need one. And I want to push forward two guys. And first one is Ryan McLeod. I think that guy is a slippery little dude that's starting to get hot, showing real nice uh, player that I think is really starting to come in hot and really starting to show some amazing signs. By the way, so this one came in actually before yesterday's game from Polar Bear. So what I'm going to say is Ryan McLeod played really, really well last night. He had some key chances uh, to score, ultimately didn't close them in, but I got all the time in the world for that dude. He is slippery. I love that descriptor. He skates like the wind. He's got a little bit of touch. The smile is perfect. The hair is great. The guy does a whole lot of things that will make you fall in love with him. Please continue, Mr. Polar Bear is Evan Bouchard. And I, I know that's an obvious one. I know a lot of people listening are thinking, okay, yeah, obviously him. But, like, let's think about it. He's, he's hit that learning curve, and he started to really climax at the right time this season. And, man, I, I, I know it's a little early to say, but, like, tell me you don't see a little bit of a Petrangelo kind of vibe to him. And, and as he that's gets more reps in the league, like, a little more confidence, like, his shot, man, I don't know what it is, but it's deceptive. And it gets when it gets through, it, it's got a high-scoring chance. But anyway, man, you take care. Um, best to everybody. Cheers. Who could be your playoff Pisani? Would you put money on Evan Bouchard? I put money on Evan Bouchard. The bet I put on him, uh, the bet I put down on him, I should say, was for him to score more than one goal. If that hits, your boy Bag Milk gets a couple of shekels in his pockets. So we'll hope for that to happen. Let's talk about snooker. <laughs> you put the reds, then you go yellow, green, brown, blue, pink, and black. It's a game of gentlemen. <laughs> I couldn't go through the voicemail without hearing from my boy Donkey Volley. <laughs> I was just like, I wonder what this one's going to be about last night's game. Again, if you heard earlier in the podcast, if you made it this far... Last night was one of those nights where I just, I'm doing my thing and people were just so heavy. And it was like the one in 100 night for me where it's 99 out of 100 times I deal with it well. 99 out of 100 times I've seen it all before. But last night was the one out of 100 where I was just like, man, the Oilers are taking it. The team's taking it. The players are taking it. People are going to say Connor wants to leave. They're telling me i suck it was just like what the fuck uh, so donkey volley i appreciate the levity sir hi big milk jason in calgary long time oiler supporter first time caller long time listener um thanks for being here how worried am i about 
that the Oilers lost game one. Not worried at all. It's game one. It's a long series. Thank you. Uh, we should bounce back. And the biggest change I think we need for tomorrow is that we need to set the tone early. Getting a goal, big hit, whatever that is, put make make us set the standard for this game. Thanks. I'll hang up and listen to your comments. That's what I think of your comments. I think he nailed it. You got to set the tone tomorrow. You got to get out. You got to have a good shift, maybe score an early goal if possible. Even if LA scores first tomorrow, you can't let that change your play. You can't let that dictate what happens going from there. Just get to work. Do your business. Handle your business. Do what got you to the playoffs in the first place. And I am absolutely with you. Losing game one sucks. We're all mad. We're pissed off. But ultimately, it's only one game, baby. It's only one game. Last voicemail. Like I said, we're keeping it tight this week. Hey, BM. Uh, first of all, love the podcast. And to answer your question, I'm not worried at all about the Oilers. Thank you. Um, it's one game in a seven-game series. And, yeah, would I have liked them to sweep the Kings? Of course. Was that realistic? Probably not. Um, yeah. I fully expect them to bounce back. They've done it all season. And, uh, yeah, I think if they clean uh, some things up, uh, tomorrow, they'll be completely fine. Um, Schmitty will be back in there and be competitive as ever, I think. And yeah, I think they'll be fine. Go Oilers, baby. Let's go. Thank you. I just, I knew I had smart listeners. I knew I did. People that are like-minded coming together, talk about the Oilers. And with that, we're going to wrap up a very, very quick edition of the Rig Hand Distillery voicemail. RigCanDistillery.com, that's where you gotta go. Get two of our tasting coupons there. Get some brum, get some double double. It's good for you. Uh, don't quote me on that. Provided, of course, that you are of legal drinking age as well. If you're like 12 years old and you go in there, they're not gonna sell you shit. Got it? It's for adults. Playoff juice. And with that, we're going to wrap up the bonus edition of Better Late Than Ever. I just wanted to jump on quick. I just kind of wanted to give my thoughts on what happened last night, what I think is going to go on going forward, and welcome Tyler to break it down with me. I think it was, for a lot of Oilers fans, it was a tough night, but like Tyler said in the interview, uh, or the chat, I should say, it was a it might be a little bit of an overreaction from a fan base that is just jacked up. We have got sky-high expectations, sky-high And sometimes that can let you down. Sometimes that can make you angry. But what I'm asking you to do right now is do not, do not give up on this team. And if you are with them, if you are like the callers that dropped in on the voicemail, let's help turn the narrative around. Let's make sure that Edmonton is maintaining a positive environment for the boys to do their work because they're going to need us. And tomorrow night, if you're going to Rogers Place, cheer as loud as you can, scream your face off, maintain a 2PPP, and have yourself the best time because I'm thinking you are going to see an Oilers win and we are going to be heading to Los Angeles in a tie series. When I'm down there, I will be there on behalf of all of you. We're going to be doing more podcasts, so listen out for those. It's going to be fun to do them on on location with the boys. But until then, I will say goodbye. Thanks for listening and checking out the bonus episode of Better Late Than Never. I will talk to you a little bit later this week.
Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. The living room is where you make life's most beautiful memories. But your sofa shouldn't be the one remembering them. The new life-resistant, high-performance furniture collection from Ashley is designed to withstand all the spills, slip-ups, and muddy paws that come with the best parts of life. Ashley high-performance sofas and recliners are soft, on-trend, and easy to clean. Shop the high-performance furniture in-store or online at ashley.com. Ashley, for the love of home.